Good morning, everyone, and a very warm welcome to our annual carol service. As always, an extra special welcome to members of our family and friends from all across the country and around the world. And we'll hear voices as well as our Minister Katrina's from Orkney and from Germany, so our readers this morning reflect our whole family. We'll hear the voices of Edith and Tom, Talash, Tamara, Pirio, Sylvia, Katrina H, Dr Beth, Grace and Leo. We'll be singing along with ourselves again, so we'll hear Paul on keyboard, Yang Yang on violin, Neil on trumpet, and we'll hear a duet from Holly and George. In a few minutes, Elham and Ali, Benjamin and Bardia will be lighting our candle, and we are all invited to light a candle of our own at the same time. We'll also be opening our fourth Advent uh, envelope during the service, so if you've forgotten it, now's the chance to find your envelope ready to open during the service. Our Advent Reflections, a poem, a picture and a prayer, will continue from Monday to Wednesday this coming week at 9pm, and we'll be using the same Zoom invitation as in previous weeks. Then on Christmas Eve at 4pm, we have our child-friendly Christingle, aimed especially at families with children. And at 11.30pm, we meet for virtual men's pies, well, real men's pies, but on Zoom, uh, followed at 11.45 by a 20-minute watch night service, which will take us just past midnight into Christmas morning. All of these details are in the December issue of the key. So if you've forgotten any of them, you'll find them all there in detail. Then on Christmas day itself, we have our usual Christmas day celebration at 11 a.m. Followed this year by the Big Hill Head quiz at 4 p.m. And I want to state again, this is a fun quiz. There will be no hard questions, certainly no Bible rounds. So don't anybody panic about anything. Just come and have some fun. Next Sunday at 11am, Ian Birch will lead morning worship at 11am as Katrina is on leave. And just note, there will be no evening service next Sunday either. As we near the end of our Advent journey this year, we ask God to give us courage to be people of peace. The psalmist says, when I lie down, I go to sleep in peace. You, Lord, keep me perfectly safe. Thank you. 
come to God in prayer. We pray together. God, who gives us the gift of the seasons, providing rhythm and shape to our lives, we thank you for this Advent season, now almost complete, and for the metaphorical journey that we have taken. Help us as we listen to familiar words of scriptures and sing carols that we know and love to be open to your spirit's prompting, to enter the awe and wonder of the Advent mystery that draws us once again to Bethlehem, where your love greets us through infant eyes. May our worship honour you and our service delight you. God with us. Emmanuel. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. So we are now at the fourth Sunday in Advent. And for those who have been journeying with us all the way through Advent, we come to our fourth envelope. Um, if you have it to hand, that's great. If you don't, it really doesn't matter. But we open our fourth envelope and inside there is a postcard with some words from the letter to the church at Philippi. And it says this, God's peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand, will keep your thoughts and your hearts quiet and at rest as you trust in Christ Jesus. He actually chose that verse as far back as September. So I guess the Holy Spirit must have been at work because those feel like quite comforting words for us in this increasingly strange time. I'm going to show you a picture now. And again, those who've been journeying with us for a long time will perhaps recall that back in September, we marked Peace Sunday. And as part of that, I invited people, if they would like to, to send me a tea towel that could be cut up and worked into a peace quilt. Peace quilts have a long history. Um, like so many things that have been around a long time, their meaning has shifted and changed over time. But key features of them is that they are made by communities and that they are usually made as a kind of act of subversion. They're often done in difficult times. So they might be done in times of, of war or conflict. They might be done as a protest about an issue. But they are all about saying we are together in this. I'm really grateful to the people who sent me tea towels to be part of our peace quilt. I don't have time to tell you the story of every square that appears in that peace quilt, but perhaps I could just mention one or two. At the four corners, 
are part of a tea towel that belonged to Tamara's grandma, Inga. And it feels very poignant that right at this moment, that is the edge of our piece quilt. We remember Inga. Most of us never met her. But it is wonderful that this tea towel came all the way from Germany. Um, if I can use my cursor, I think you can see my cursor. There are four that look a bit like this, quite faint ones uh, with people on. This tea towel belonged to Friday Friendship and was used to dry the cups of those who came into Friday Friendship, people with chaotic and bewildering lives who found a welcome and a refuge in that place. There are tea towels in memory of lost loved ones. There are tea towels in memory of holidays. And right at the center, this absolutely plain piece of fabric comes from one of the ordinary everyday church tea towels. And um, what a joy it was to receive that one and therefore to be able to use that as the center of our peace quilt. So what does our peace quilt mean? It means we are united together. It means that we long for peace. We seek to be people of peace. And we celebrate the way that our stories are interconnected as part of this fellowship here at Hillhead. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 to 5. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, 
The earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. From the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 1 to 5. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came, to in, came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. Genesis 9, verses 12 to 16. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant I am making between me and you and every living creature with you, a covenant for all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth, and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all living creatures of every kind 
on the earth. The birth of Jesus in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Don't be afraid. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob, descendant forever. His kingdom will never end.
Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 7. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all in the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn.
sixth lesson is from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 16. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I, br I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you this day is born in the city of David a saviour, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace among those whom he favours. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the, the shepherds said to one another, let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. And then from Matthew chapter two, verse one. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem asking, where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and we have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense and myrrh. And, having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road.
Jesus said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. He also said, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Come now with our prayers for others and for each other. Let us pray together. Loving God, who meets us in Christ and who calls us to be sharers of love in our own time and place. In the name of love, we bring you our prayers for others and for each other. We pray for all who approach Christmas with anxious hearts and troubled minds, who may be overwhelmed by even more changes in the rules and guidelines, expectations and opinions. 
who may be all too aware of what this year will not or cannot be, who may be breaking inside whilst putting on a brave face. God who entered the bewildering complexity of human experience, may your love embrace those who find it is all too much. May your balm soothe troubled minds and anxious hearts. May your spirit indwell them and give them peace. We pray for all those who approach Christmas undertaking essential roles, who stack shelves and staffed hills, who collect refuse and sweep streets, who deliver post, drive buses, maintain electricity and water supplies, respond to 999 calls and provide routine essential services. God, who entered the humdrum of human experience, may your love surround those who feel that they are taken for granted. May your energy sustain them in the work they need to complete. May your spirit indwell them and give them peace. We pray for those who serve and have served in public office, for policymakers and politicians trying to balance needs and expectations, for all who work in the NHS, constantly adjusting to new demands and new needs, for those who work in education, working so hard to impart skills and knowledge whilst pastorally caring for those they teach. God who entered the public sphere of human experience, may your love surround those who serve in these complex roles. May your wisdom inform decisions that need to be made. May your spirit indwell them and give them your peace. We pray for those who are part of our global and local Baptist networks. For the work of BMS World Mission, among the most marginalised people in Afghanistan, Chad, Guinea, Mozambique and Uganda. And for the local congregations at Viewfield, Westray, Westwood and White's Causeway. God, who entered the religious practices of human experience, may your love surround those who serve all and all who seek to serve you in the name of Christ. May your compassion in guide them for works that will enable others to flourish. May your spirit indwell them and give them peace. We pray for our own church and our own families. 
for those who serve our church in the practical work of overseeing finance and of premises redevelopment. And especially for those whose names are highlighted for us this week. Andrew and Jen, Carl and Aidan. Graham and Elaine, Freya and Sarah. John E. Jeff and Carol. Karis. Ed P. And we pray for ourselves, our own families and our friends, each with our own unique situations, our own private hopes, our own private fears. God, who entered the simplicity of human families, may your love surround those we have named and those known only to ourselves or known only to you. May your grace free us from all that might hinder our own flourishing. May your spirit indwell us and give us peace. This we pray in the name of the Prince of Peace. Amen.
a poem entitled Nativity by the New Zealand poet Joy Cowley. Look now, it's happening again. Love, like a high spring tide, is swelling to fullness and overflowing the banks of our small concerns. And here again is the star, that white flame of truth blazing the way for us through a desert of tired ways. Once more comes the music, angel song that lifts our hearts and tunes our ears to the harmony of the universe, making us wonder how we ever could have forgotten. And now the magi within us gathers up gifts of gold and myrrh, while that other part of ourselves, the impulsive, reckless shepherd, runs helter-skelter with arms outstretched to embrace the wonder of it all. We have no words to contain our praise. We ache with awe. We tremble with miracle, as once again, in the small rough stable of our lives, Christ is born.
just before the blessing, can I express my thanks to those who have made not only this morning possible, but all of our 40 weeks on Zoom possible. Uh, particularly, I'd like to thank Freya and Anne, who have served as my co-hosts for 40 weeks. And I know you had to work extra hard this morning, so thank you so much, both of you. Uh, Paul Fraser and Paul Harris, who between them ensure we have beautiful music played in and we get to hear the choir, we get to hear new, new compositions, those who supplied new compositions and new recordings, thank you so much to you as well. I'd like to thank the readers, not just this morning, but throughout these 40 weeks and those who have guided us in prayer, led us in the Lord's Prayer or read Psalms. And of course, all the families who have lit candles for us over these past weeks. Thank you. And thank you to all of you just for joining us week by week. You have blessed me. I hope our services have blessed you. And so our blessing today comes again from New Zealand. Um, New Zealand, I have a minister friend in New Zealand. Christmas in New Zealand's a bit of a non-event. Um, she actually goes on holiday and does it some other time of year because that fits better for them. But some churches in New Zealand do do more traditional services. So this blessing is also from Joy Cowley in New Zealand. May the mystery of God enfold us. May the wisdom of God uphold us. May the fragrance of God be around us. May the brightness of God surround us. May the wonder of God renew us. May the loving of God flow through us. May the peace of God deeply move us. May the moving of God bring us peace. Amen. Mm -hmm.